0: This episode is brought to you by the GSD Academy. This step-by-step business productivity online program will share with you exactly how to shift your mindset, set boundaries, build rock-solid processes, customize your message in order to strategically grow your revenues, and get shit done. Visit AngelaProfit.com slash GSD Academy. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled, and we have been having technical problems this morning, but you know what? It just takes a little bit of patience, because if it was easy, everyone would
1: do it. So welcome. Tell them where we are, Aja. Live from Studio 1A in Las Ventanas, Cabo, we have, ladies and gentlemen, this beautiful view. And we're so excited to be at one of our favorite places, shooting, I don't know if this is the final series, but wrapping up our series on Facebook advertising at Las Ventana. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I know Ange is excited to, to dive right in.
0: I am, because we have some secret things to share with you today about Facebook ads, which also includes Instagram ads. And we're going to talk about owning your pixel code and your audience and how to read your reports so you can make sure that you're getting the ROI return on investment for what you are spending on Facebook and Instagram advertising. Then my favorite, well, actually, I think it might be your favorite. We're going to talk about expectations. Like, can you just run an ad and then make money overnight? Because I know you have heard that before if you're in the sales funnels world at all, but they're lying to you. That's not the truth. Okay. So first we're going to start off by talking about owning your pixel and your audience. And I have a story for you all. So many years ago when Facebook advertising first came out and I was partnering with another industry expert in the luxury travel wedding conference market, we were doing webinars together and coaching people who want to, wanted to be in the luxury space. And it was a lot of fun, and it worked out really well until. So my job... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So my job was to find someone who was really good at Facebook advertising. I did not know Aja at the time, and Aja's company, Notably Gray, didn't exist yet. <laughs> and so this was many years ago, like I said. But I met this guy... He was a friend of a friend who we always, I feel like when we do stuff for our own businesses, we always get referrals from Again, friends. Friend
1: friend. Someone who we knew out right of the street around the corner. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like we don't Google that shit, but I i mean, it was a personal referral and the guy did a great job. He he did his job. He ran Facebook ads. He drove traffic for people to sign up to our webinar and we would meet the threshold, which at the time was over five, 500 people. And to me at the time, I mean, that's a lot of flipping people. And so my business partner at the time, who in true colors is very green, much like Aja is very green. I'm very orange. And she started asking this gentleman some questions. Well, he really didn't want to answer. And as we looked more into it, and again, I didn't really know what I was doing, nor did I, I wasn't armed with the appropriate know-how, with the appropriate things to ask this gentleman. And so... Me and my business partner ended up not moving forward. With doing what we were doing because she didn't like that he wouldn't answer the questions. Well, me, little orange over here, I'm like, we're getting leads. People are coming to the webinar. We're getting business. Like, what's the problem? And then I met Asha and we started to look into some stuff and she's like, why Like, just asking me questions about, like, the pixel code and the audience. And I I, I didn't know what she was talking about. So I asked this gentleman, and he uh, gave me some roundabout answer. I think people think sometimes I'm a dumb blonde, and I am not well educated on some things. (laughs) But there are some things that I'm really good at. And what I'm really good at is sniffing out a bullshitter and a liar. And that's exactly what he was doing. And I let him have it. I'm like, show me this and show me this. And where is this coming from? I mean, I just told me what to say. And um, he was like, oh, well, actually... I can transfer your audience to your own pixel code because he was running ads under his own pixel code, meaning I didn't own the audience. And it was building up his pixel code, which guess what, people? You have to start somewhere. And now I blink my eyes, and it's half of a decade, and we've been building up that pixel code over and over. So that's, like, the first thing. Like, you really need to own your audience, which Aja will give you the the back end of this. I'm just telling you from my Orange Story side. And then... My accountant was looking at our, we have a credit card that's just for ads, and there was something not right on there. And again, this gentleman was running ads out of my account once he moved over our audience and we took ownership or started like my own pixel code. So my accountant noticed some charges that weren't from my Facebook ID. And so then I questioned him about that and he said, oh my gosh, I managed so many different accounts. I'm so sorry. A credit card from your credit card was accidentally charged from another client. And I'm like, you were either on drugs or you're just flat out not paying attention or you're flat out lying to me. And you know what? This is the end of our relationship. And that's the end of the story. So let's talk about the importance of a pixel code, Aja?
1: Yes. So just kind of as Angela had just mentioned, pixel code is really, really, really important. And to be completely transparent and honest, it's like the basis of advertising. So if it is not placed, then things are just not going to work. If it is misplaced or placed incorrectly, things are not going to work. And what Angela just described is what I like to call just like slimy and a lot of advertisers will do this they will take your pixel code or take their pixel code place it on all of your websites your landing pages all of these different things but very high level um, the issue with this is that you don't own your pixel code which means you really don't own the audiences that are created from there you're not really able to go back and retarget some of the customer behavior that that pixel code has built up because it is not something you own so it's just really slimy and i hate it and i i know a lot of advertisers who do that and anytime i come across one i'm just like eh it just this is this is not best practices so best practices when you are starting out or if you are an experienced business owner and you have a whole team working with you or if you outsource, just make sure first and foremost, triple, quadruple check and make sure that you own your pixel code. I can, like, we could have a whole other podcast with all of our clients who who's, whose background we've gone into. And we're like, oh, you don't own your stuff. Like, literally, we could have a whole other podcast for that. And I hate when I discover that because I'm like, this is just really shitty. I don't know how to basically say and it. And I'm
0: really passionate about it. And I get <laughs> real heated. And, like, I start sweating. And I need extra deodorant because, like, it's happened to me. And I felt so stupid
1: slash vulnerable slash like an idiot. Essentially, your pixel code is, treat it as like, um, you know, a good friend, right? A baby, honestly, like care for it, nurture it, really truly nurture it, and just don't give it out freely. It is a piece of data that is respected to your business, so I would treat it as any other important business item. You know, put a passcode on it.
0: This is one way that you can know if um, you own your pixel code so if someone's going to run ads for you you invite them to your business manager they don't invite you so that's how you know
1: yes and for you solopreneurs or new entrepreneurs that are just starting out basically creating your own code and just making sure that you own it um, I would start that from the very beginning. And as you grow, if you want to outsource that piece, as Angela mentioned, you send an invitation to the advertiser to work on your account. Don't have them do it the other way around because things get messy, things get gray, and we don't like that. <laughs> Hairy, sweaty, all of those those non-fun things. So, yes, that's the importance of a pixel code, essentially just continuing on what we talked about The last two days, it tracks your customer behavior, um, and it allows you to retarget customers and create messages um, at a time and at a point when they need to see them so you can drive sales. So can you give us just
0: one example for someone who's new in terms of building an audience on Facebook? What's, like, one example? So we are at a luxury resort, Las Ventanas in Cabo, Mexico, Let's just take them for example, if they wanted to build an audience,
1: what are some of the things that they would want to do? It's a great question. Again, I always, and I, and I feel like I keep saying this same answer, but first off, creating a strategic plan. And I will always go back to this because I really, just really dislike when people run ads without a strategy. It's a waste of money and there's nothing more that aggravates me in doing that. So first and foremost, a strategic plan. The second thing, if we happen to be at this beautiful resort and they had no audience, no one here, I honestly wouldn't be that mad because we would be here. But (laughs) obviously they're a resort and they have to make money and drive sales. So if they did not have an audience, then I would go back to the strategic plan. For example, let's say if their idol clientele are um, outside of Mexico and in the United States for travel and tourism... Um, some influencers, really big corporations as far as corporate sales, I would start there, targeting those specific audiences to drive them here. Um, Again, playing around with the messages as far as the selling points of this beautiful location. Honestly, I think that they could just post an image and be all good but (laughs) that's where I would start and I would get them into an email campaign I would nurture that I would let them know what's going on here in Mexico I would let them know any special events they have up and coming I know when we first got here this time um, we were we were notified that there were some changes to the restaurant as far as like an upgrade and some different things that they're doing We saw that they are doing some different things to the beach. So just like keeping, you know, your potential client up to date with what you're doing. um, So you're you're always top of mind is the best thing that I can say for that. Top of mind. Just remember top of mind because we're going to loop back
0: around to talk about expectations in a moment. So that wraps up pixel and audience and why you should own it. So when you have your pixel set up and you run your first ad, Reporting, talk to us about CPC, CP, you know, all those acronyms that when I first got into this world, I'm like BEO, Banquet of an Order. <laughs> of <in> order. <laughs> um, the other thing is uh BM, Bowel Movement, Bridesmaids. <laughs> like, there's just all these different acronyms that you should actually just probably remember like a few. Not so,
1: a that, uh, I, not even no, weird. I used to
0: put it into my timelines, and some of the people that worked with us, yeah, who are, were in the medical industry, they're like, why do you have BM and uh, GM? So general manager, but it also stands for Grimsman. <laughs> it's just funny. Like, you never know where people's minds are. But talk to us a little bit about reporting and... Um, one more story about you never know where people's minds are is the other day I was talking to a team member and I said something about yeah I've got that meat that that weekend or it's meat season. I said I can't do that event because it's meat it, that kicks off meat season. Well we just wrapped up doing a digital conference for a keto influencer and it's all about meat. So she was like, is Ken doing something for meat season? Like she what's read, meat, meat season? <laughs> And that's the season, and I'm like, no, 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 like, gymnastics meets. Like, I was a gymnast, and my niece is a gymnast, and I'm, like, trying to make all her meets, and we just busted out laughing. So, you never know where people's minds are. Okay, so, back to the reporting. Reporting. What are the, the things to look at
1: on a report? I love this question. It gets me so excited. Okay, so... <clears throat> It depends. And don't you love when people say that? So it it honestly depends. So for example, and and these are two just very high level things that it depends on. So let's say your creative is a video. Well, you're not going to look at video views on an image, right, because you don't need to. It's an image. It's a still image. You don't need to look at video views for a still image. Um, So video views are important when you are running a creative that has a video. There is a bunch of different metrics. A lot of people will look at um, cost per click, which is typically ran with like traffic ads. Yes, traffic ads. And basically, it, it depends on what you're optimizing your ad for, is the best thing that I can say. So let's say, for example, if you are wanting to run a traffic ad to get landing page views, as opposed to link clicks. Um, There are certain metrics that are more important than others. I am going to spend time talking about the most important metric I think and that I look for are several things. So let's say if you are running, um, and then this is such a lot of questions. I'm sorry. I'm trying to break it down. (laughs) Okay. So several things and and I'm going to be real quick and be very concise as much as I can. If this is a code audience, very top of funnel, The most important metrics, in my opinion, are going to be your cost per click, because you do want to know how how much you're paying to get a cold lead in, right? Another thing would be um, the CTR, so the click-through rate. And that is a good gauge of the engagement um, as far as who you're running your audience to. That's very top of the funnel, very much to a cold audience. Probably CTR, click-through rate, would be the most important to me, because I want to know at first interaction, how people are resonating with my message. So for top of the funnel, this is their first interaction with your brand. Look at CTR, which is the click-through rate. Perfect. perfect. So when we get to the middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, and when I say that, we are just essentially talking about the different um, places that your potential audience members are in, their, in your customer journey. I'm trying to be very concise about the verbiage that I use here. So when we talk about customer journey, you have people who are very top of funnel, very cold, middle of funnel, they're, they've engaged somewhat with your brand, and bottom of the funnel, these are hot, 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 hot tamales, hot leads. And so when we talk about that, and let's say, for example, if we're running an ad, selling something, and I'm gonna talk about selling and making money off of Facebook briefly, because I know that that's why we're all here, right? Um, but when we are talking about selling something, probably the most important metrics are going to be ROAS, which is your return on ad spend. It's going to be any website purchases that you are tracking. Again, I do glance at the click-through rate for these two, because essentially, if your ad is not engaging, then people are not going to buy from you. So if you are specifically running an ad with the intention of making money and not just like a brand awareness ad or a touch ad or anything like that you want to look at the return on ad spend so some really good numbers this is what you don't want you don't want anything in the negative I'm just keeping it very high level if it is in the negative it means that you are losing money it means that you are I don't want to say wasting, but it means that you are spending more money that you're getting in. If it is very positive, I know you've heard or you may have heard, I don't want to assume, but you may have heard people say, oh, I got three times the amount on my return on that spend or I got eight times the amount on my return on that spend. Basically, it's three times the dollar amount that you put in. Um We've run some ads like that and they've been a lot of fun. So, return on ad spend, R O A S, is exactly what it is called in the ads manager. Website purchases are very important. Click through rate, which is a gauge of like the engagement that you're getting on the ad. And you want to look for something over 1%. Um, if it is really under 1%, then you want to consider changing up the creative and the copy. I could get way deeper, but I'm going to stop right here. Is that good?
0: Okay. That's really good. (laughs) I just wanted you all to know from the high level, and this is why I outsource, because I don't want to know any of this. I really don't want to know. Um, She's excited.
1: The return on ad spend. When I'm like, oh, hey, hell yeah. Three times return on ad hell yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Which I'm like, what does that mean
0: exactly? And it's like, well, you spent a dollar, we made $5 and you spent a dollar. So really your profit is $4, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. The numbers are a little bit bigger, but just to keep it real easy. Okay. So the next thing is I want to talk about, we'll say the expectations for last. Let's tell. let them in on a little secret, which Aja just said, said it's not a secret. It's a secret to me because it's really effing hard to find, okay? So to me, it's like they're keep it, they're trying to keep a secret from us. But there's this library on Facebook where you can do these things.
1: Will you share with them? Yes. Is it okay if I share two resources that I love? So if you absolutely geek out on ads, or even if you just want to be in the know with the top performing ads across all different types of industries, the first and foremost, best hands-down resource that I found exclusively from Facebook is called the Facebook Ads Library. I don't know the URL, but just type into Google Facebook Ads Library. Bookmark it, keep it. And what it allows you to do, it allows you to type in your competitors, type in people who are doing something similar within your industry, even if you want to know like who's doing what in a whole completely different genre, you can do all of that. You can look up literally anyone, like big celebrities who may be potentially running ads, you can see what they're saying, movies, I mean, there's so many things that you can do in this. It's a lot of fun. So I would definitely encourage you to check that out if you need just kind of some kind of inspiration. Um, as a place to get started. And you can see what your competitors are doing. Another resource that I love, and this is a third-party resource. It's kind of weird. It's called Perry Mill. Perry Mill. And... (laughs) It sounds like ice cream. Perry Mill. And Angela, I will have to give Angela the exact spelling after this, and she'll link it below. Um, But essentially, Every single day, I get an email delivered to me from Perry Mill, and it is letting me know the best top performing top performing ads that are running that day. So it has been from things like, um, I received one from Banana Republic, I mean, some of them are really large brands, but some of them are, are smaller brands too.
0: What did you show me last night? Yeah. The comic strip. Mm-hmm. And I
1: really like looking at that because... They have like sourced all this information. They have pulled together the data, and they're letting us know, like, hey, these are the top performing ads for today. I really like looking at that because, again, a source of inspiration, and especially for the creative, especially for the creative and the copy. Um, and it's always nice to see like how um, different types of ads are resonating with different audiences. So I encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to bookmark and save these resources so you can come back to later. Dun, 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 dun,
0: nah. here's the secret sauce you guys to the favorite, favorite question. question it's it's, it's our very favorite, favorite question, question okay, okay. okay. and, and i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna be funny, funny about us. some clients i mean can't, can't you just so throw an, add an ad up over and overnight and then and i mean our, our conference is next week and just, just drive sneeze to the landing page to sell the tickets out. I mean, we only have 200, 200 more tickets and you know, it starts in like five days. So just, just throw an ad up and, and throw some creative up and, up and oh, you, you need, need a, a video? video? Oh, just you use stock footage product because, product because I don't have time to do a video. video. And, and, um, and, and and you just, just, um, just uh, you guys sell the rest of the tickets, okay? Is that cool? Is that cool?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Hell no. And we're gonna tell you, not no, but hell no. Hell to the no
1: um I think, I think i want to reframe here because there are people and there are advertisers that will do that but we are not those people no we are, we not. are not we we like to prepare our
0: clients for success mm-hmm.
1: and that has a train wreck dumpster fire all of the the, the above mixed <laughs>
0: like, i heard that on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> like it's a dumpster fire it's a recipe for a train wreck disaster fire. Yeah, we and we and also like we want to educate our clients to set them up for long term success. So let's say like if the, if if you don't have a pixel code, you don't have a ads an, a business manager, you don't even have the coding set up on on your on your website. You don't even have a landing page talking about the tickets with one CTA with one call to action. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes to prepare for a positive outcome. And so let's just talk about the expectations. And, you know, I'm not knocking. I'm not being mean. I'm not being rude to those potential clients who, like, say that. And most of the time, like, there are existing clients, and they haven't formerly been wanting to get into Facebook. And it really wasn't the right reason. I mean, we needed to get their CRM fixed correctly. We need to get the workflows and the sequences and the – The nurture funnels, like, there's a lot that really needs to be set up behind the scenes, again, for long-term growth. Like, we're not just looking for, like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, one-time thing. Like, this is a long-term commitment, or it should be a long-term commitment. And so, just some expectations to know that go on behind the scenes. Can you share, like, what can someone expect when they're going to come in and work with notably great, or what is something that if people are going to work with another like what are the expectations going into throwing up
1: an ad throwing, throwing up an ad I just love that we yeah not that we don't do that um, <laughs> everything is well thought out and I do kind of want to rewind back and kind of get your insight on this too but um, when we think about some of those larger brands who are doing incredible things, who are doing really well, who we see, and this is important, I'm purposely saying this, who we see everywhere, we're like, then not I just see this person here? And then I just see this person here. Let's go back to the concept of exposure, which I know that Angela loves this. And so the reason why I go back to the concept of exposure, that is essentially what advertising is. It is a way, a paid form paid version of a way to expose your brand that is first and foremost our intention I know a lot of different people have you know their own beliefs as far as advertising but our intention is exposure not, in ex- not only in exposure and paid advertising but really taking the strategic plan that you've already mapped out for your own personal business goals and using Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising as a way to help magnify that That's that's what she said, said. magnify, magnify. So that's kind of like my my brief TED Talk on how I feel about social media advertising. Now, if you catch me after a vodka tonic, I'd be like, we're not doing any of this. But I think we just need to go back to the concept of why do we continue to see these brands everywhere? What are they doing that we're not doing? And how can we do something similar? And it goes back to exposure. And so getting really clear that paid advertising is not when people come to us and they say, oh, well, I want you to sell our tickets or I want you to you know, sell this product, whatever, whatever it is, they're t- really talking about the in term goal. Right. And it's like, okay, you just talked about what you want done like 10 years ahead or maybe two years ahead, but let's rewind back and start from like the first day. Like, what do we need to do the first day, the first day out of the gate, especially there's just so many, there's so many things to this. And a lot of people will say, well, this is my favorite well, such and such, uh, my friend did this, and they were able to make two grand overnight, and da, da 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 A lot of, there's so many layers to this, and there's so many factors. Another thing that I always like to educate our clients on um, is something that I like to call your level of influence, which is incredibly important. Beyonce can go out and literally sell anything. She could probably sell a piece of dirt. And, like, and people would purchase it. And not because it's a piece of dirt, because they're purchasing it from Beyonce. Sell this rock. This rock right here held open Beyonce's door. The whole point is, is like when you have a certain level of influence, you already have an audience who is who's, who essentially are your raving friends. Which we go back to exposure everyone know who a Beyonce is so if I had to say as far as expectations I know it's been a consistent theme out of the last three podcasts um, as far as having a strategic plan we don't work with anyone unless they have a strategic plan or we have to do it, or we have to do it. and we help and we help them through that so that's that's first and foremost um and then the second thing is kind of like assessing like the level of influence. like where is the client right now? Where do they want to go? Um, and then probably that final piece is creating a strategic plan specifically for advertising and marketing to help magnify what to, ma- to help magnify their business goals and what they want to do. So
0: And I would highly, highly suggest, or have you consider doing it, A, an honest way, an authentic way. Recently, I was listening to this book about, I'm not going to tell you guys who it was, but he worked for a very large, very well-known brand. And the book is called, trust me, I'm lying. (laughs) He's a master media media manipulator. Say that three times, master media manipulator, master media manipulator, master media manipulator. That's kind of hard anyway. So I listened to the book like in a whole day and I already knew some of the things like, it's just really sad and sick how, especially in the US, I mean, I guess all over the world people do this, but the links that people go to, to expose someone like in, in a negative light, you know, you hear this thing like, oh, all PR is good PR. No, I don't agree with that whatsoever. There are things that can absolutely ruin your brand if you don't care for it like it's a newborn baby and it's that fragile. And you have to look at who you're partnering with, who you're doing affiliate marketing with. There's so many things that you have to be aware of and ask more questions (laughs) You have to ask more questions. And if you don't know the questions to ask and you're trying to partner with someone or run an ad with someone or do a promo with someone, please reach out to us. Like, we will just flat out tell you, <laughs> like, ask these questions. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And educate yourself. But, you know, we didn't become educated. We didn't go to college for this. This isn't didn't exist when we went to college. And so we are we, we do invest heavily in setting aside time every single year to invest and further educate us so that we can become leaders and thought leaders in the advertising space, in the marketing space for the hospitality industry. And really, these questions and this strategy, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, it, it, it follows suit across the board for any industry you're in. We just have a lot of experience in the hospitality industry, but it doesn't really matter what your product is, what your service is. It's still the same strategy. It's still the same process. So as we close out, if you don't want to do these things, I'll just put, i link below to her company. But if you really actually do want to learn and then potentially hire someone to bring them in house for you um just company does consulting for that as well and then there's a group where she goes in and teaches you how to do some of these things and even if you're already doing it kind of like I was I thought I was already doing it I wasn't doing it right and I wasn't asking the right questions so just make sure that you're asking the right questions I can't even imagine if I had been this far down the road 7 8 years in and then I was still working with that gentleman, and I went back, and I'm like, you mean to tell me I've spent over how much money in ads? Over a half a million dollars, and I don't own any of my stuff? We're going to have a problem. We're going to fight. Like, that that's not cool. So tell them about Great Collective, and where can they go to learn more?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we're sending all the information to Angela. And, and so... so- It'll be in the show notes, so you'll be able to find that. But yes, The Great Collective, it is an entrepreneurial community, especially geared towards women in business, um, specifically for creatives in the hospitality industry. But the content is something that does span across all industries. Again, that's just our background. That's just typically who we work with. Um, So we do honestly talk more than just Facebook advertising. That is the basis of our community. Um, We we show you how to build the foundation, and not only that, That we walk through live and on video um, how to set up an ad properly, how to map out your customer journey, how to tie in your customer journey and ensure that it's in alignment with your strategic business plan. So it really does come full circle. As I mentioned today, it's not just all about Facebook advertising. The Facebook advertising portion is just um, a resource, honestly, to help Magnify everything else that you're doing. And so we get really clear in the community on what is it exactly that we're wanting to offer and how are we going to do that? So, yes, that's the Great Collective. We do have an onboarding for every new member. It is a free five-day intensive so you got to be prepared for it because it is a lot of walkthrough and and good um, foundational work to be done but we do have walkthrough videos with you um, guiding you through the way and along the lead magnet that we set aside but it's called foundations of facebook which is very appropriate so all of that information will be put in the show notes below just sign up and we'll we'll get you started
0: we'll also link Las Ventanas if you happen to be in Cabo and you need a place to stay because it's gorgeous gorgeous here any takeaways to tell them about Las Ventanas other than the people and the customer service and the level of detail and the cleanliness and the level of detail the level of detail the level of detail detail.
1: you said anything other than that. That's I can't say anything. Um Yes, I have so much to say about this property. Honestly, I went on and on and on last night about it, but <laughs> I know I did that on purpose. Um This place is absolutely beautiful, but besides that, everything looks like it is handmade, which is just like tripping me out. I love it. There's so much love that you feel just from the actual structure that we're sitting on and the actual resort but then there's actual so much love from the people who um, passion who just help us throughout the day and check in just to see like how we're doing if we're enjoying our stay and that level of um, attention and detail and care you just don't get everywhere so very excited to be here.
0: Can you tell we're all about customer service? We are all about customer service and your experience. So check out the show notes. Thanks so much for coming along and traveling with us to Cabo. And you'll be, uh, we'll let you know. We'll keep you posted on where we're going to be going live again. And we'll probably be having people submit their questions. And we'll be answering their questions, which will be really fun. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.